Welcome to episode 72 of Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And a quick note, this episode is, it's a monumental day for Bill Shetty here, as this is the longest running podcast episode-wise that I've produced to date in 16 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, my other longest show was 71. I had a couple of them and tons less episodes. So not by length now, but by episode number. And I was a part of a podcast early in my career. It was called Hard Junk that lasted 300 episodes, but I wasn't a part of all of them. It was in and out with the host. So that is a good mark, I'd say. Bravo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so before we get into this review, the Phantom will tell us a fun fact. The original director of this movie never saw this cut. And his cut has apparently a lot of differences with this one and is soon to be released or Maybe it has already been released on HBO. That could be because we do record ahead of schedule. So let's get this rolling right now. From 2017, we are covering Justice League. It is PG-13, runs two hours exactly, listed in four genres, and I don't think we're going to have any complaints. Action, adventure, fantasy, sci-fi. Yeah, good. Perfect there. So name that director who you stated. Zack Snyder. He started the job as director in this movie, and he has done other things like... 300, like Sin City, Sucker Punch, and many other things. Dawn of the Dead remake. That. But, uh, Lady Phantom, I noticed while I was watching the credits, there's nobody else listed as director here. No, but Joss Whedon finished the... The Firefly guy. (laughs) Yeah, he he finished it. Zack Snyder had to step down for a family incident, and uh, Joss Whedon took the mantle to finish the movie and it may be out right now if you're listening to this I the think hbo version yes are you excited to see that actually i'm very curious because i read that it has like a two hour difference with this movie like that's what it said it's four hours i don't know what I, I don't think so it doesn't sound but maybe they just changed it so much that it's a completely different movie so, yes, I am actually very curious and excited to watch it. All right. What's that synopsis say? Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, to face an even greater enemy. Yeah, I hate that synopsis, but I did miss name the stars that plays these superheroes, Lady Phantom. There are a lot of stars in this movie. We have Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, 
Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, mm -hmm. Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, J.K. Simmons, Kieran Hines. Oh, my God. So many people. And you didn't even name Amber Heard. No, I don't like her. Oh. <laughs> okay, back to that little plot there. You don't like that, do you? That's really not what this is about. No, it's more like there is a great, great menace and threat to the world. And Batman seeks to uh, unite a group of people with superpowers or abilities to fight this evil. That would be a perfect synopsis there. This one starts with a Batman little story here, the first five minutes. And he's stopping a thief when just so happens one of these scouts that they are called comes flying in. And they are insect-like with piercing eyes and wings. Yes. They reminded me a little of something that appeared on Van Helsing. Like that mixed with Avengers somehow. Yeah, it's weird with sharp teeth. Yeah. All digital creations here. Yeah. Batman knows something's going on here. There's no crime human crime in this movie outside of that beginning scene and then there's a couple little bits and pieces like towards the end but they're all fighting this person who wants to become a god or is a god lady phantom would you say i'm not very sure but he is not a person not really right, he is no. i don't really know but i don't think he's a god or a, or even a demigod or anything but it's a powerful powerful ancient enemy Right, so Batman gets wind of this, something's going on, so just like the Phantom said, he reaches out to each of these superheroes because he needs all the help he can get to fight this guy. Now, they do go into a story, we're not going to walk this through, we're just going to give you the overarching theme here with this guy that appears first in the Amazon, He is looking for this box that hasn't been opened in a thousand years. There's three boxes. One, the Amazon controls, one, Atlantis controls, and one, the human population control. When all three of these boxes get put together, it unleashes ungodly power so that they can control planets, beings, And everything. Yeah, Steppenwolf, what he wants is this, I mean, his name is Steppenwolf. He wants to terraform the earth to his world, whatever it is. So that pretty much makes humans not able to live on Actually, earth. Actually, he wants galactic domination. Yeah. Planetary domination here. Yes. Because Diana does, up towards the middle of this movie, explain how these boxes came to be, why they are, and the power that they enlist. And that's why they're all separated because at the dawn of time when there was fighting everywhere, once everybody got done the wars, they were on the good side of everybody. So that's why these boxes were mixed among people. The, pe the different peoples, yeah. Right. So we have that. Now... We do get in this a little montage, I want to call it, when each superhero 
is getting called on let's put there's a scene with aquaman there's a scene with flash there's a scene with diana cyborg not so much like he don't have like that little montage i don't know this superhero thing here but is this guy got a deep backstory or is it just what explained it's basically in this? what they explained yeah so tell the listeners out there how this guy got created well, he is the son of a scientist and he got in an accident and to the world he died. But his father, what he did was get the power from a box. One of these boxes. Of unlimited energy. And he basically reconstructed his son because there was only like his torso was there and his head but the rest of his limbs were gone. So this box of power reconstructed him and gave him incredible power, like technological power. Right. And he is really key in this movie. Very. He's got quite a bit of lines and a big part at stopping Steppenwolf. Yeah. Oh, and also you didn't mention that also at the beginning after the Batman scene, there's a little montage about Superman, how everybody, right. well, the, the world was mourning yet. Superman. Right. So explain that because in Batman versus Superman, Superman died. Yes. So explain a little bit of that going back to that story, Phantom. Yeah. First, they show a little interview uh, to Superman that is recorded like some kids interviewed him and asked him some stuff and then you see a montage of the world mourning Superman uh, you see flowers you see uh, the you know Superman is dead on the newspapers and everything and you see people who have lost hope like you see more crimes being committed because he's not there so this montage gives you an, an impression and energy of Superman was a beacon of hope and now he's gone. So hope in a way is also gone. So I, I found that very, very touching. And there's something that goes along with this and you might want to touch on it, Lady Phantom, is that Diana is teed off with Batman because it's almost like he was at fault for what happened to superman so can you get into that briefly it's like she doesn't really want to say or or cause him guilt but he actually does feel guilty and it all goes back to batman versus superman dawn of justice because in that movie batman thought that superman at some point might become a threat so he gets kryptonite and this kryptonite debilitates Superman and that causes him to die at the hands of this horrible mega being that Lex Luthor creates. So in Batman's or in Bruce Wayne's brain, he bears guilt in a way for Superman's death because of this crypt, like he wasn't strong enough to fight. But it wasn't his fault. No, it wasn't his fault ultimately, but he felt guilty. And if now, the boot fits. Lady Phantom, 
was this a monumental thing at the end of the movie that Superman was dead? Yes. I mean, I was familiar with the comic book storyline where, where Superman died. But still, it, it was, I mean, Superman died. Because there movie. still hasn't been a sequel to The Man of Steel, just a Superman movie. No, the Batman versus Superman was the sequel, really. So yeah, but that's with Batman. There has not been just a Superman movie since Man of Steel. No, no, Superman. So alone, that no. wasn't a big revelation, or did you know it's a superhero movie? Oh, he's will come back. I mean, is it well, obvious watching this yeah. movie? It's, but yes, and and also because. I mean, there is that storyline in the comic books and they bring him back. So, and yeah, I mean, you see a, a movie with a superhero and he dies. Well, in some movies, they stay dead <laughs> in some movies. But that, let's say that's not the norm. Right. Now, Superman is not in this for a little over half the movie. That hurt it a little to me because if I had to pick a favorite I grew up with Superman. I seen the movies. I actually watched the TV show that a lot of people didn't back in the 50s and 60s and stuff. I was just waiting for the, him to come back. And it is climactic when they do revive him and he comes back because they're not sure if he's going to remember, if he's going to be bad. And there's a little lead up to that where they have to fight him. Which was pretty good. Yeah, I which Barry, I, I loved Barry Allen right there. He was like, like bring him back, like, yay, he's back. Or like, Pet Cemetery, he's back. <laughs> yes. So you have these six superheroes outside of Batman, who I, personally he I never is called. a superhero. I've never called him a Period. superhero. I mean, he has no powers. He just has gadgets. And Phantom, you were laughing in this every time they joked at that in this movie that you ain't nobody you can't do anything they yeah. did that five times in this movie yeah that's true but still he is the world's greatest detective and he it's not just that he has money he knows what to do with that and he builds super cool stuff he is a superhero and oh. he knows how to use the utility belt <laughs> right okay so Steppenwolf starts coming into this. He gets a box. He gets two. And then there's this big fight going after the third box, the box where the men have the human population. Which turns out to be the most anticlimactic box repossession. Yes, because Steppenwolf fights with Atlantis and he fights with Amazons and there's big action scenes in there and all the same characters that's in the other yeah. movies are in there. And then you have the band of superheroes coming together. Very lighthearted, comedic at times. You never can take a movie like this serious. <laughs> What well, are you Batman gonna say? versus Superman and Men of Steel were way more serious. Like oh, way. Man of Steel, yes. But this is very, oh, let me use the right word, fun, yeah, lighthearted. They're having dialogues between each superhero. You can even see them laughing 
while they're saying a lot of these lines like i can just see them chuckling when they're yeah, talking to each other i have no idea if this is true but i'm willing to say that's probably just whedon's trademark like probably he did that i really yeah, in well this- that i might be interested to not see that part then yeah. i might be interested in the other because all these one-liners and little battles between cyborg and aquaman and then between diana and batman but many of them work i'm not going to say all of them work perfectly but many of them worked i think and then the flash character the kid which i don't think this guy is a kid but he looks pretty young in this movie yeah he's like 30 something and he's just a fish out of water he don't know what's going on he's kind of shy and timid like you know he can just run fast basically and push people yes (laughs) and a really lot i think pretty much every time he's on screen there's some comedy in it like there just was nothing serious about him Mm -hmm. yeah you know so which i was fine with i mean because he played it to perfection i mean he was Ezra Miller is an excellent yes, actor. Yes, if but you're going like he in was here, good. and I don't know how many superhero movies are even ever taken real serious. The one I can say that I was surprised with was The Dark Knight. That is a totally serious crime superhero movie that don't jump the shark and get into the comedy undertones and one-liners. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I was shocked myself when I watched that, and that's been my second highest-rated superhero movie. Yeah, I am willing to say that this is probably what Joss Whedon did in this movie because, to date, I haven't seen zack snyder stuff with comedy in it or with one-liners or anything like that so that would be an interesting thing to see if it's different or not okay so as you expect really climactic end for a good 25 minutes it's a nice long battle now i want to get into some technicals and this one part i'm gonna be pretty high on this movie i thought it was extremely entertaining and even though there was one-liners and i didn't like a lot of them they did play off each other very well and i enjoyed that is steppenwolf this motion capture is it called yes oh yeah this we're going back to incredible hawk how they do that like it's just so out of place it's video gaming he doesn't look real you know he's not real there's some good action with them when it's a a distant shot or when they go to slow motion what bill shetty says all these superhero movies should go to because it just looks more real and it's more exciting to me because it just is cool looking when they're slowing down bullets and swords and And this movie has a lot of that yes 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 and like that was a big thing with wonder woman the first one how much i liked that but with this steppenwolf character oh my god like that's why i like movies like man of steel better because superman's fighting a human lex luther He's not a being. He's not a he god. He was fighting Zod, actually, but okay. Yeah, well, yeah, see, I'm getting confused with the original one. That was part two in the original series, right? 
Okay. Yeah, but they're still human form. It's played by a human. Or even Wonder it's not Woman. Digital. Even Wonder Woman. Aris was a god, but he was played by David Thulis. It was an actor. Right. It was a real person. Yeah. And here, when you get to these gigantic beings, gods, overlords, whatever you want to call this guy, because they did explain it where this guy came from. He came back and wanted interplanetary dominance to put these boxes together. But yeah, that, wow, without this silly, I'm going to call it, because it's just so obvious. And it just takes so much realism out of it because each one of these superheroes now, we know Superman is an alien. He comes from Krypton, but he looks like a human. And he really is human. And I did like the one line in this movie, Lady Phantom. That Batman says. Said, yeah, that he's more human than him, which he is. Yeah. You know, because Batman's corrupt. No, he's not corrupt. What are you talking about? To earn his money and everything, he has to do no. underground stuff. Yeah, that's what no. he meant. No, it meant that he was m way more detached from humans and friends and everything. And Clark right. Kent learned to love this planet. Right, right. Batman is the very opposite of corrupt, and I will die on this hill. Okay, but that's what I meant when I said it. He's by himself. He has... I mean, he has one, Alfred. Yes, and Robin. Oh, Who and knows Jeremy where Ayers, Robin yes. is again? Who cares? <laughs> I do because I grew up with Robin. <laughs> so he was a key part of Batman. But um, <laughs> it was a good line. So all the superheroes are human form, even though Diana Prince is a god what you say yeah she is human <laughs> yeah i mean she exactly she's in human form and here in this specific case i will definitely agree with you that they should have had someone actually play him and the thing is that here they used kieran hines who is really not i mean he's old to begin with he's older and uh it's not like he's a super big guy or anything, but he definitely has the voice. But and you can why, tell. Lady Phantom. But they should have had someone. Right. Why don't they get a seven foot guy, put him on some stilts or something if they want somebody to be nine or ten foot? Bulk him up with a suit, give him all the makeup and everything like this digital guy look like. I just don't get it. I don't and know. maybe just because it's a superhero movie, it comes from comic books, people expect this cartoony look. Well, look, talking about the Hulk, I will not even discuss that because we would never end. Now, this guy, I don't know why they don't do that. I wish they did in some situations like this one. But also, I mean, they would have to get someone who is really tall and also a really good actor or go the Cersei's way, you know, like a normal person and make him big with special right. effects or That's something. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but I don't this know. Guy, and I know you like this stop motion with Thanos, but 
when he's interacting with somebody weird and you see the cartoony effects and the stop motion, it just does not work. No, Thanos was much better than this. But I I really don't know why they don't do that. I think it's because it's a comic book. But anyway, you let me know out there. All right. Other technicals. Action scenes, for the most part, were really good. Yes. Very digital. Very arcade game-like with the scouts, with Steppenwolf. The slow motion effects were the best because it made it look more real to me. And you could actually see, because there's also another joke that happens a couple times in this with the Flash guy when (laughs) somebody's looking at him, somebody can follow him and stuff. I really liked a couple scenes with that. But um, yeah, I like the portrayal of how they did the effects on him. Oh, every scene with him. Yes. I thought it was very good. It wasn't Roger Corman-esque. <laughs> it no. could have been because there's a lot of lightning going and off you know when what? they're showing them. Yes, that they, they portray that in such a nice way. Like his movements mixed with the lightning that you see and the music. That music was like you heard the music and it was like, oh, that that that, that is all a very nice scene. I and, really and liked it's it. it's funny, Lady Phantom. I almost feel like there was different digital artists working on this movie particular because there's some scenes that were done so well i'll give you a couple examples and you'll know there's a scene with wonder woman when she's stopping a barrage of bullets oh that was she's so running good. and they do a slow motion and look totally real there was a scene with aquaman when he's like in the air and jumping down with his pitchfork his trident thing and you're like wow you know that ain't real but it was so good the action when it's when he's coming towards the screen and when he lands and then you see him tumble and you know it's him so that transition from the distance the cartoony like that it could really go off the boat so to speak, was done super well Yes, in those couple scenes like that. And some of them with the Superman character, yes. too. Yeah, the, some of the scenes, actually, I think most of the special effects in this movie are so good. And that first scene that you mentioned with Wonder Woman, oh, my, like, like she is such a badass. I love her so much. And... Ah! Where the fault is, is mainly with Steppenwolf. When he's hitting somebody and they go flying, very kitschy. And it goes back to the fact that he is, I mean, via motion capture. Right, because... still, he's animated. Right, because when Superman hit like Batman or Flash, it looked real. Yeah, because Superman just goes through a little tirade. Yeah, I, we'll I definitely, that. I definitely agree with you here. Like, they should have done something to make Steppenwolf played by by someone. You know, like like you could see the human because, yes, because it could have been so much this better. This guy's in it a lot. Yeah, he's in this movie. For lots half of close-ups of, of his. Yes. I mean, not super close-ups, yes, but and lots that of face. wasn't good either. The close-ups, like, why didn't they golem it? <laughs> Like, really, like this guy, they zoom in on this guy a lot, and it just makes it look more cartoony. Yes. So you have that. All right, that's special effects, action. What else you want to talk about? Oh, the acting. 
I think the acting in this movie is fantastic. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah, I would say so. I yes, acting great all the way around. But I like I, all of them. Like, oh my god, it was so cool to me to see Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I loved him. J.K. Simmons as Jim Gordon. It's like, oh my, a yeah, dream see, come true. I didn't like Alfred because he always had a comedy line and. Oh, but I love it. No, I don't. No, I, 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 didn't I didn't Michael mind Caine them. play Alfred in one? Batman? Yeah, in the Dark Knight and that trilogy. Yeah, he was way, way better. But well, but he also had a lot of one-liners and funny lines and everything. I mean, he does that, and I really love Jeremy Irons in this. I mean, yes, I did enjoy Michael Caine more because those movies are excellent. But I really like him here, and I, I like everybody's acting everybody like i thought was i mean henry cavill oh my goodness with this guy i mean like he totally sold the i'm superman and i'm a nice guy and i'm superman i'm back and i am pissed like he he sold everything and i just really like i do want to mention that when each character came on there was a prelude of their music I oh did appreciate goodness. that. They yes. didn't ram the themes down your throat in this movie at all. It was done perfect, in my opinion. Yeah, like you can get a hint of the John Williams Superman theme at some point, And it's like the little geek in me is like jumping inside with glee. And then Danny Elfman did the, mu did the music for this movie. So you do get a lot of Batman theme, like the original Batman theme. And even though I already said everything I think about that movie, which I still like, I mean, it's not like when I first saw it, but I still like it. But that Batman theme Danny Elfman wrote for that movie is flawless. And we get it here. And I'm and I was like, oh, my God, I had forgotten everything about it. And I was like so happy to hear it. And then the Wonder Woman theme, which I love. The one that they used for her is was so cool. All right, I'm ready. You ready? Uh, yes. All right. This is a nice three-quarter of the way there, I'm going to put it. 7.5. And you heard my main gripes, the dialogue, some of the comedy lines didn't land to me. Acting was really good. And the digital effects of... Steppenwolf and to be quite frank I really liked the scouts even though they were digitally created yeah. I thought they were creepy and worked and were done better than Steppenwolf yes actually yes they looked pretty real and you do see them up close too and, yes, I, and they're in it a lot and they're yes. flying away and I will say the cinematography too we didn't touch on I liked pretty much throughout this movie there yes. is some really gorgeous landscapes but i did notice a couple green screens i'm going to touch on that in a second in the 4k but i'm going to say bye i've watched this twice i think it's a fun movie it's enjoyable sound is really good it's entertaining it's doesn't feel long to me and i'm not big into two plus hour movies so it worked i really enjoyed it and i even liked the little homage, let's call it, to Kevin Costner, how they did that. 
I'm not going to tell you how they did it, but I thought it was pretty cool because I really like Kevin Costner. I think he's a great actor. All right, what do you got? I'm a little higher than you. This movie is good. And honestly, I don't know why there are people who don't like it. I am still curious to watch the Zack Snyder cut. Who knows? Maybe I will like it more. But this is the third time I watch this movie. And every time I watch it, I like it even more. So I'm coming in with an 8.5. And I think you should own this movie. Okay, 4K. It's in Dolby Atmos and HDR10. It's a fake 4K. It's up converted because <laughs> of all the digital effects. All of them usually are if they got a lot of animation in it. Yep. No grain, Lady Phantom. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, in some scenes, I did see some little digital some artifacting. There, digital noise, or I don't know what it was. I think they did it on purpose because they wanted it to look murky, and it came across as a little snowy. Yes, and I wasn't really a fan of that, but thankfully, it happened very little. So I was, in general, okay with that. But I didn't see many, like, dark darks. Did really? you? Really? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I, I didn't see many. But then again, like, it, this was one of those times where I really get lost in the movie. And then at some point, I remember that I have to be looking for 4K stuff. But in general, this video image, oh, my goodness. All the HDR you want is here. And specular highlights galore. Yes, even at times you wouldn't think with little bubbles and little sparks and stuff. Like oh, when yes. an actual scene is over, you'll see little glows here and there. And there is some beautiful, absolutely downright gorgeous scenes with the brightest reds, oranges, and yellows in a scene. The Phantom actually got up and I seen this one scene and I had to stop and rewind it and wait for her to come back into the room just so she didn't miss this scene. It was when when Diana was explaining to Bruce about Steppenwolf. Yes, and they showed, oh my God, like the screen just blows out in the white, like with a light. Yeah. And then it goes to this fire, hellish looking scene with deep, dark oranges and every shade of orange red and yellow in this scene and it was so vivid and gorgeous looking like and not to get off the track with that specific scene but some of the landscapes here when they're in certain lands and fighting like it goes to these just very rich and vibrant colors fam yeah you know what's a scene that comes to mind that i really enjoyed because i mean it's hard to pick scenes in this movie because it has a lot of them. But there is one, actually, they, it comes from inside Clark Kent's house in Kansas. And you see, it's like framed in dark because it's inside the house. But outside, you see the blue sky and everything because Clark Kent is there with Lois. And, oh my God, what a beautiful yes, great scene. cinematography there, how they were just panning the camera for the sun to be shining through a cloud, and it's like orange and yellow. Yeah, and this movie shows you how Amy Adams' hair should have looked in Arrival. 
because yes. I mean her hair. Alive. I mean she what is red. Like her, she has red, beautiful hair, and it shows in this movie. It completely shows. There's also a scene coming to the end of the movie that shows strange plants and everything, super colorful. It reminded me so much of Hellboy Part Two, actually. And that looked beautiful. I'll tell you what was really stand out here. With all these digital animations and things flying and fire and Batman's car and planes in here, all the mixture of the digital and real events when it panned to another shot or cut to another shot was flawless. Yes. Like the color correction here was absolutely on point. It never changed. They did an amazing job, the editor and video production crew in this movie. It was stellar. It looked real. It was super detailed. You got all the textures imaginable on even like Batman's boots, the Flash's costume. Oh, his suit. Yeah. Batman's suits look like you can touch them. Yes, yes. And the cyborg guy with the blue and red lights, he was an incredible looking robot human. I mean, all of him, like I will, that's exactly the next thing I was going to. Like you see like his, his eye and his, I don't know, energy core on his chest. And then you get to see him and he's all metal. And the texture of, of um, and he, I mean, he looks real. Yes, and this it's is amazing. where, and this is amazing because that's why I said, Lady Phantom, there was different animators on this movie because everything was cyborg when his robotic arm had like metal coming out of it and he was tapping into a computer. Looked Terminator 2 great. Yes. It looks and then you so get good. these other scenes with Steppenwolf <laughs> when he's swinging his big axe or whatever you want to call it, his fire axe thing that he's got to got. Oh, I will say I'd like the scene how it got broke. That was really yeah, cool. Yeah, that looked nice. And you know what others, I mean, it's a very small scene, but I really liked it when when Diana is uh, honing her, her sword and you see the, the sparks. Sh- the sparks oh it's uh, yeah because that was a very vibrant scene already because they was inside so there was a lot of light but that stood out though too yeah there's a lot of pop in this movie like incredible and there's some really good black levels there's this one scene phantom when they're going the camera's panning through a window and it's dark on the side of it and then the one that i was telling you then it lightens up and then there's scenes when they're down in Superman's home. Krypton? Then they're down in this Krypton. They they actually called it something. I would presume it's a replica of Superman's home where no. they put him, where they brought him back to life. They called no, it no, Kryptonic no, or something. Oh, because that's the place where Lex Luthor brought his atrocity to life in batman versus superman he used it was a, a kryptonian ship actually right. well that's what they said so i thought it was some replication well there no, the ship. black levels were amazing in oh, okay. those scenes yeah when they were down there because when they gotta dig him out and also the 
grave robin scene, so to speak. Great well, black yes. levels there. When you got a cyborg with red LEDs and blue LEDs coming off and it's pitch dark with a, just a couple flashlights there. Oh my God, it looked luscious. Yeah, it looked, it, yeah, it was All beautiful. Right. I'm just going to say it before the sound. This is a demo disc to me, so I don't know where Phantom's coming. All right, sound is Dolby Atmos. I am super, super let down with the Atmos here. It's a great, you're in the action movie, but the overheads, oh my God, what a waste. And it started good. That scene, that I think it's one of the first scenes with these alien scout things. And then there's one also where Batman is, I think, in in his flying thingy. And then he talks to Alfred and Alfred's voice comes from above. Uh, but this scout's like, it started very, very good. And I was like, oh, are we, are we getting this Atmos throughout the movie? Yay. But then it kind of stopped. No, that Alfred scene was amazing because he was behind us. And it started in the rear and the echo came over the top. So it was like reverberating through the room. But, oh my God, like this should have had so much overheads in this because there's so many scenes when things are flying he and aquaman stop and water and the water comes over everybody's head and scenes like this and then because steppenwolf's so tall we could have had down firing dialogue and all sorts of sounds instruments and rocks breaking but just saying that, so if you got a 5.1 or 7.1 sound with a sub but no overheads, you're not missing nothing by not having Atmos in this movie, but it's a great action score throughout this movie. Yes. The soundtrack and everything. Oh, yes, and all with these themes, these themes like sprinkled here and there, the Batman theme, the Superman theme, the Wonder Woman, oh, my gosh. Like, I was so, so happy to hear all that like geeking out to no and end and i really liked when it went silent too phantom yeah. with the flash mainly they slowed him down a lot to portray this feel because he saves the day in a couple situations and the only way they could do it is to show you in slow motion what he's doing yeah because you can't see him visually that's how he's portrayed. Yeah, but it it does have music. Like, his music, like, da 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 Yes, Like, yes. I really hope Danny Elfman does the score for his movie. Yeah, what a I great really all-around so. environmental sound effect action track here. And it sounds great if you have a system. But if you have Atmos, you're going to be disappointed. If you don't have Atmos, you're not missing anything on this one. And that's a bummer because this one that's why that the sound ain't like the top of the best yeah here now dialogues are crystal clear oh, all yeah. the time yes all, and all the deep, time full you get the batman modulation again which i, I don't know why i didn't mind this. it because it sounded no, like it was better than the guy i can't stand yes. playing batman who was it christian bale oh, yeah, that was ridiculous don't this christian bale but it, it just sounded like batman had something in his suit to distort his voice somehow so i really liked it yes and it should be i mean this is 2017 and we're so far advanced in sound but you can tell it's a modern movie. It sounds great. 
<laughs> period. Yes. All right. Special features on the 4K set. We have Heart of Justice. Discover what's behind the heart and soul of DC's iconic trinity. Technology of the Justice League. See how cool tech and tools give the Justice League a leg up. Justice League, the new heroes. Meet the amazing new members of the Justice League. Suit up, the look of the league. It takes a village to outfit the world's most beloved heroes and more. All right, this is the time. Now, if you're wondering about that new Justice League, I'm sure it'll be coming to 4K, even though it's on HBO, or maybe not. Who knows? It might never. Phantom and I both said this is a buy. It's fun. I think you'll rewatch this film. This is a demo disc to me, A minus. Outside of the little haze that they tried to produce, I don't think it's the fault. I think they were trying to go for effect, but it does look like grain. It doesn't happen much. If it's three minutes, I'd be shocked. Everything else is dead on oodles of vibrancy and HDR pop. And I got to take it down a little because of the Atmos track, but A minus, totally demo worthy disc. Lady Phantom. Right there with you, and for the exact same reasons. This is such an enjoyable movie with all that color, all that light. Like it's it's so amazing, so amazing. And the movie itself, I already said, I really, really enjoy it. One question I got for you, Phantom, and maybe you can ponder this out there, listeners, is do you think the animation could possibly look better on a lower format that's not so detailed so it's some of the scenes ain't so out of place because it's just so crystal clear you know what i doubt it because i mean that steppenwolf guy there's no way he looks real in blu-ray i mean no way it's just the animation itself wasn't that great right. it's not like yeah, especially when he was getting defeated like the faces it was making was like what a way watching droopy yes. the dog or something like it's not like for example aquaman let's say which i mean the 4k is incredible now if you saw it in blu-ray maybe those like video game-esque right effects, with the faces like they mm -hmm. might to get toned down a bit yes and you didn't have anything in that remember because we just missed demo worthy and aquaman yes solely for the real people they blew out their contrast too much so they look cartoony but yeah. outside of that, the wide color gamut was off the spectrum in the pop in that movie. Exactly. But for that alone, but we're higher on this because it looks natural, except for Steppenwolf. Exactly. And this guy, Steppenwolf, I mean, if I saw him in DVD or Blu-ray, I would say, no, he's fake. Okay. Because, well, because the animation itself is not that great. All right. Well, let's wrap it up, Lady Phantom. Let the fans know what to do you know what to do billshetty.com sign that guest book tell us what you think tell us what you want your suggestions recommendations requests and also there on that page you can find all the links to subscribe to the podcast remember i'm on twitter lady phantom 74 i always let you know when there's something new 
And you can also find our links to Letterboxd. That's it. We'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K.